0: The Torah tells us about Balak, the king of Moab, who despised the Jewish people and hired Bil'am, the highly talented sorcerer and cursor, to curse the Jewish people. This takes place in Parashat Balak, in Bamidbar numbers, and while Bil'am is trying to curse the Jewish people, he actually, Hashem, takes him over, possesses him, so to say, and causes him to bless the Jewish people not only once, twice, but even the third time. The third blessing that uh, Bilam blesses the Jewish people again, instead of a curse, was very interesting. We obviously know it says, "Matovu Yaakov, mishkenotecha Israel." How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel? And the next line, "Kinchalim nitayu." stretching out like brooks, like gardens by a river, like aloes planted by Hashem, like cedars by water. Very poetic, and obviously it continues. The Gemara today asks us, what's the reason for the juxtaposition? Is there any similarity that we can draw between tents and rivers? Now, before we get to the answer of the Gemara, just it's noteworthy to mention that both Rashi and Tosafot learn the question and the explanation of the Gemara differently. See, Rashi learns it from the very verse, from verse six, the fact that it says Kin Nitayu, and then right after it says Ki nata. He says that that ahalim is really tense. Tosafot says, no, that ahalim is really aloe, as we read in the translation. It's a plant. And the juxtaposition is from the previous pasuk, the previous verse of where it says, Matovu Ohalecha Yaakov. And then the beginning of our pasuk is, Kinchalim Nitayu. Regardless, the Talmud asks, whichever way you want to learn it, whether it's from the juxtaposition of the previous pasuk or the very same pasuk. Again, this is in chapter 24 in Numbers. Verses 6 or maybe even 5 and 6. The Talmud gives us a powerful, powerful answer. Something really beautiful. It says that the same way that a river is able to take someone from a state of impurity and rise them up to a state of purity, just as the river is a ma'ayan. There's two types of ways to purify a body. There's either by going into a mikveh or going into a ma'ayan. Different levels of impurity require different levels of purification. And therefore, the Talmud is explaining, just as a river has the power to take someone who is spiritually impure and raise them up to a level of purity, so too a tent is able to take someone who is liable and maybe even made a mistake, and raised them to being a person who is meritus, and no longer having that very same issue. How does that work? What's so great about a tent? Well, we know that even Bil'am, when he was referring to how great and how goodly are the tents of Jacob, we know that he is talking about the synagogues, and specifically the study halls, the yeshivas and the kolels of the Jewish people, where Torah is studied. A tent is always referred to as a place where Torah is being studied. We see this by Jacob, we see this by Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and all of our patriarchs, that a tent is a place where a person is able to seclude themselves from the rest of the world and delve into the depths of the wisdom of the Torah, the infinite wisdom of the Almighty. So. The power of Torah that the the Talmud today is telling us is second to none. It's able to raise a person in status spiritually and even physically. The Gaon Vilna, Rabbi Eliyahu of Vilna, great, great 18th century rabbi, Kabbalist, author, you name it. He was, as many refer to him as, as a great rabbi who really deserved to be back 500 years previous, if not more. And the world was gifted him even at a later time in the 18th century. And he writes in the beginning of his book, Evan Shlema, that the power of Torah is second to none. He gives it as an example, the way I like to understand it, is that the power is like a super juice. It is so powerful that any seed that is planted in the ground and then the Torah is poured onto it, as if it's water or a super juice, it will make it grow. It, there's no way to stop it. And therefore, he says, a person has to realize that the power of Torah is very, very potent. However, the seeds that we plant must be good seeds. A person has to come to study Torah, but also a person has to come and try to fix any of their maybe wrong character traits or imperfections. because. Just coming and studying Torah is not enough. A person has to work on themselves, work on their character, work on what ticks them off, work on what makes them make a mistake and slip, and try to allow the Torah to help heal that. But a person has to come with a broken heart, has to come open, optimistic, to wanting to change and better themselves, and then the Torah will carry them from there higher and higher.